Pixel Tunes Radio, episode 13. Lucky number 13. Lucky number 13. I am Mike. And I'm Ed. And we are bringing you Scott's Picks. So we told you a little bit before about our buddy Scott. He was on the Racing Games episode, and we had a lot of fun, so we figured, hey, why not invite him back? We trusted him to pick all the tracks this episode. Yeah, yeah. I don't right. know if that's a wise this choice. may have been a mistake. <laughs> So, I just came back from Too Many Games uh, to 2014. It was really cool. had a lot of fun. Met a lot of really cool people. And the best part about it was I saw a bunch of live bands. So, I figured I'd talk to you guys really quick before we introduce Scott about live bands that I saw. Um, the X Hunters were on the top of my list. If you haven't checked them out, go check them out. They do phenomenal renditions of Mega Man X songs. They also do some other songs, but... That's their bread and butter, and they slow the songs down, and they make them really heavy. They're a metal band, and they're really, really good. Um, Mega Man, Mega Ran <laughs> was there, and he's fantastic as well. Awesome, very talented rapper, so go check him out. He does video game tracks that he puts his own kind of lyrics to and spin to, so really good stuff there. And then finally, Power Glove. I didn't actually get a chance to see them, unfortunately, but you guys should really check them out, and that's... That's pretty much all I got as nice. far as the concerts. Yeah, but what about what about you, man? You know, I finally got my Retron Five. Yeah, yeah, I pre-ordered it six months ago. Oh, geez. actually, seven months ago. Well, yeah, last September, and I've been waiting for it, waiting for it. They kept delaying it. Amazon finally shipped me one, and it broke three days later. Sucks, dude. So you know, I was having fun playing Battletoads and HD, and you know, it's a great unit. Yeah, but it was a whole lot of build up to absolutely nothing. It really disappointed me. So I ended up returning it back to uh, to Amazon, where I ordered it from, and the good news is I'm getting a 3DS instead. Yay! So now Mike and I can finally Tomodachi like each other. Now I get totally do. destroy you in Dead or Alive. You gotta get Dead or yeah, Alive. Yeah, I'm telling you. I really want Luigi's Mansion. It is I think good. that's gonna be my first pickup yeah. after because uh, I got the Mario Luigi edition once. So nice. We'll do Luigi's Mansion, and then I'll see where I'll go from there. Why well, you gotta copy me? Because it was a good deal. It was a good deal. It was a really good deal. And yeah, it was like 20 bucks off yeah. the normal price. And For you get a unit with a game built in, so. Yeah. Cool. Right on. So, everybody say hello to Scott. Scott, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's uh, picked a lot of good tracks. Yeah, these are really good. A lot of stuff that you're going to be very familiar with, and a lot of stuff that's going to be pretty new, or at least was new to me, yeah. which is rare. So. Yeah. Yeah, the first one we picked, or the first one he picked, is from Super Adventure Island. This was a game that I had rented for the Super Nintendo way back in the day. I think everybody rented um, this. Yeah, song. this was my this first introduction to Yuzo Koshiro's music, honestly. Scott, what was your experience with the game? Again, my buddy had the Super Nintendo, so we used to go over his house all the time. So I used to play it constantly over there. So, And I was really surprised to learn years later it was Yuzo Koshiro, because I really love Streets of Rage. And when this came out, I was like... A complete opposite. It was so chilled and laid back yeah. compared to like the freaking uh, techno I was used to. So it was it was a very big shock for me at the time. Yeah, the music sounds almost like it's right off an island. Honestly, the music in this is unbelievable. The game itself is fun, really fun, simple platformer. It seems really easy at first, but as you're going through it, it gets harder and harder, and you're just like, where did this difficulty level come from? But it's to- it, it's a very gradual increase in difficulty. But the game itself is a lot of fun. You basically play as this fat dude named Master Higgins. Master Higgins. And if you've never played an Adventure Island game, 
go play this one first because this was my first experience with Super Adve- for the Adventure Island series, yeah, and it's a really fantastic game. The music itself, though, you could throw this on the radio and nobody would know back in the day. I right. mean, the the clarity. And the bass is so strong. The bass is really strong. The clarity, the drums sound fantastic in this track. I mean, really cool stuff. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I I rented this game, like I said. I didn't like the game that much at all. Okay. And I honestly played as far as I possibly could simply because you could pause the game and listen to the music. So I recorded them all to tape. And I was able to get the entire album's worth of music from just playing the game but I never got to the final boss, so I was never able to get to the final boss. Yeah, music. I was personally terrible at this game myself, too. It's pretty I, tough after a while. It's tough. But the music alone is great. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I would have played it nearly as much as I did if it weren't for the soundtrack. It's like an un- unheard of 90s hit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Undiscovered hits. <laughs> so the track title is called Essential Vitamins or Blue Blue Moon, depending on... I think there was a, two OSTs released like separately, and it was called Essential Vitamins on one release and Blue Blue Moon on the other release. So depending on who you talk to, the name might change between one or the other. But this is probably one of the most chilled tracks on the uh, on the I'll, OSP. I'll, I'll have to, you know, next time Yuzo and I are on the phone, oh, yeah. Koshiro-san, I'll, you know, I'll ask him. Yeah, next time you guys are hanging out. Yeah, when we're hanging out, you know, chilling by the beach, you know. We just go for long walks on the beach and you... He speaks Japanese to me. Does he ride on a skateboard and throw axes at no. Octopi? No. <laughs> he just he has a boombox on his shoulder. And he just bumps Streets of Rage the yeah. entire time? Yeah. Okay. And I always... Little, little for Odyssey? Whatever, for whatever reason, I always am naked with just a tie on. <laughs> and I'm drunk. That must be where I'm coming Riding from. Riding Mario Kart yeah. backwards down yeah, the beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bumping the stereo. Yeah, you know. All right, guys. Well, enjoy this track as much as we have. This is Essential Items or Blue Blue Moon from Yuzo Koshiro off of Super Adventure Island.
Welcome back to Pixel Tunes Radio. That was a freaking block of awesome drama, yeah, wasn't it, man? Yeah, it between was. between uh, Super Adventure Island and, and Zool. That last track, Oof. Zool, the bonus stage. Tell us why you picked that track, Scott. Personally, this game I haven't had much experience with at all, but there's a time you and I were kept going between uh, video game soundtracks, just discovering stuff, finding stuff. Yeah. So, and this happened to be one random pickup I just thought I'd try and listen to it. It, it was freaking amazing. Just the, uh, <laughs> the bass on that one, the deep throaty bass. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You sent me this and I was like, holy crap. And I instantly put it in my phone because yeah. the, yeah, the, the bass is really good in this. I mean, the, it sounds finger picked. Mm, it's it's a very, technique. very strong bass. It's, yeah. it's very defined. That's why I love that. Yeah. That's, it's just got a really hard driving sound to it. It's good stuff. Good stuff. So this song was composed by Patrick Phelan and Matt Furness. Correct. That is the correct, the correct pronunciation. pronunciation. You look at the names and you're like, hmm. But yeah, that's how you pronounce your names. <laughs> They've done tons of stuff. So just to kind of give you guys a, a brief sample, Patrick has done Loaded, which is a really cool game with a really tight soundtrack, all over the place, Whiplash, VR Soccer 96, Micro Machines, Alien Swarm, Lotus the Ultimate Challenge, Lotus Games always had really good music, Utopia, the creation of a nation, uh, obviously of course Zool. Nigel Mansell's World Championship Racing. I mean, this dude's done a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, he also did the sequel to Zool as well. Yeah. Uh, originally titled Zool 2. Oh, is that how they... Very original. Sequels? Yes. <laughs> Zool 2. Isn't it like the nth dimension? Or is that the first one? The first one. That was the first, first one was the nth dimension. Yeah. Okay. The second one had no subtitle. So the second one was the... It's a little backwards. Dimension, the... the Dimension. I mean, nowadays, like, every sequel has a subtitle to it, yeah. so when you look back and see, like, Zool 2, you're like, what else was it called? Bat- Batman Arkham Asylum in the nth dimension. 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 And Matt Furness released a ton of soundtracks, just to name a couple. Adam's Family on the Genesis, Adventures of Mighty Max, Alien 3, which had pretty good music, if I recall. Uh, back to the Future 3 for the Master System... Battletoads and Battle Maniacs conversion for the Master System version. Um, we could go through days and days of, of stuff. Matt's had his hand in everything. Yeah. Commodore 64, uh, MS-DOS, Amiga, the, yeah. the Atari ST, tons and tons. And he would actually port a lot of music that was already composed to different consoles as well as composing his own music. I w- I've actually talked to him on Facebook a couple times. And one, one of the things that stuck with me that he said that I didn't even know about was that since... They're, since he's a European composer, since he's British, they compose in like 50 frames per second instead of 60 frames per second. Oh, really? So, how? so when they convert European games, like on the Genesis, for instance, to the American market, they actually have to add in an extra frame of sound for every six frames that they do. Hmm. So he was kind of complaining about the fact that it really kind of messes up the sound sometimes and things don't line up tightly with each other. So if you're looking for a good version of like a Genesis song and you want to listen to it as an MP3 or something like that, it's always a good idea to try to source the original European game and that way you get the most, you get it basically written how it was composed and not with an extra little space added in. Yeah, that makes sense. I had no idea about that. Yeah. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I was kind of like... Nifty. Learn something new every day. Yeah, and you learned something that day. Yeah, yeah. So 
the versions I'll be using in the podcast from now on will be the PAL versions. The more you know. Dun, 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 dun. Getting back to that for a minute there, but uh, you're saying they use songs and other stuff. I believe a version of this wound up in Lotus 3, or I'm not sure which one came first, but I think it was a variation called Metal Machine. Oh, cool. Oh, of this track? Yeah. Oh, cool. We'll have to put that on and, the Facebook page. Yeah. And uh, I believe Space Ninja was originally from Lotus. Okay. Possibly. I, I don't know exactly years. Wasn't Zool the Space Ninja? That's probably why, then. So I, I would assume Zool might have came first. Zool would be a but, Space Ninja. Oh yeah, it's some he's a ninja from space. Yeah. I mean, I mean he concept. did come from the <laughs> dimension. Correct. He's an alien of some sort. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, man! So we're just you uh, Zool. just zooling around, staying with the European Zool. composers. <laughs> you guys, I zooled my pants like. Then I zooled wah. in my pants. I zooled in my pants like. <laughs> Isn't the gatekeeper Zool? Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, that, that was Z U U L. This yeah, is Z-O-O-L. Yeah, yeah. Zool. There oh. is only Zool. <laughs> <laughs> there is only Space Ninja. There is only the F dimension. <laughs> so, the next song that we're going to get into is from Gianna Sisters. Gianna Sisters? Gianna. 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 Yeah, Gianna. Gianna. I don't know. I always pronounce it Gianna. Myself. Like Giada, the cook on the Food Network. I it's just with an N instead of a D. Porn star. Gianna Michaels. I don't watch that filthy stuff. No. I don't know, man. This track is, I don't know, I guess you could say it's in-game one. That's what it's been officially yeah, labeled that's as. Yeah, what the soundtrack is labeled yeah, as, in-game yeah. one, and I just split it up by by the punk version or the cute version. Yeah, Chris Holzbeck did the cute, cute track, and then M- Machina Supremacy? Machina. Oh, it's Machina. Ma- Machina yeah. Supremacy. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, what are those? Swedish chip band? Swedish chip metal band. Metal band. Yeah. No, they are a Swedish SID metal. Yeah, I believe that is their official because they use the Commodore sixty four SID chip. So they are SID metal. I think they're the only band in the world that's labeled as SID metal. Pretty much. It's nice when you can make your own genre, you know. Yeah, I want to make my own genre. <laughs> I'd call it Zool metal, <laughs> Space Ninja metal. All Zool the tracks metal. would just be like that bass sound effect from Zool. <laughs> the soundtrack to Gianna Michaels' porn career <laughs> is sultry and sexy. Full of wawa. Full of boo boos. Boo boos and bam bam. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> anyway, so the soundtrack to Gianna's sisters was pretty unique in that uh, the, the two sisters each had. It was like a cute sister and a punk sister, mm-hmm. and you could switch between them kind of like Ikaruga style. And the soundtrack would switch on the fly. So Chris Holzbeck and Machina Supremacy both basically wrote the music together, and they each performed their own version of the song, and so that it would switch from cute to punk as you switch characters throughout the game. I would imagine Chris wrote his parts first and then shipped him over to Machina Supremacy. Who knows? They yeah. co-composed. Well, maybe yeah, that would have made sense though for him to start it, then yeah. then to lay their tracks on top. Of That's it. what yeah. I'm thinking. But, um, yeah, it was pretty cool because the game was changed right on the fly, so basically there was no skip between, so everything would just change. <laughs> but the Xbox version, though, sometimes ran into a couple glitches where it would freeze the level so nothing would come up. <laughs> you have to, like, flick the uh, triggers a couple times and make it go because uh, <laughs> you just fall out the level sometimes. Uh, okay, yeah, it was part of the Humble Bundle on Steam not too long ago, so I ended up getting it 
as part of that, so I played the PC version. It's pretty smooth. I waited. Oh, yeah. I waited for the Wii U version, and it was worth the wait. The only complaint I have is they still, if you're listening, Black Force Games, you still haven't fixed the patch for the gamepad for audio. Later. So when you plug headphones in and you want to play the game on the t- on the touch screen, you mm. can't because there's no audio, and that's uh, half no, the reason dumb. to play the game because the game music is freaking amazing. It would have been really cool with the gamepad if they had had like one. Like the cute version on the gamepad yeah. and, the, and the punk version on the. That would have uh, been cool. Yeah, it might have yeah. been too much micromanaging. Yeah. Well, there's... yeah, I know. What you have process two levels at the same time. So. Yeah. But it's it's really maybe Gianna's sister Gianna. I keep saying Gianna. <laughs> maybe for Just Gianna's sister. Just think of sisters. the porn star, yeah, man. I don't full, know. Full full well, you need to Google Google that. Let me Google so. that for you. Dot com. Yeah. yeah. I'll do it at work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. There you go. <laughs> porn at work. Anyways, maybe for Gianna's sisters too, they'll have. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd work. There's the punk version, the cute version, and the porn version. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we need to get on that. DLC, man, DLC. Yeah. So this is in game one from that game. So what we're going to do is start off with the Chris Holzbeck version, and then we're going to kind of blend it seamlessly into the Machine Supremacy version so you guys can kind of hear how it's done. In the game. And the soundtrack is for sale, correct? You can go yeah. to the right. Soulsback or Machina Supremacy site. Or yeah, I think I got mine off Amazon. Or yeah, Amazon. so if you enjoy the track... Totally worth it. Definitely download, that download it, because it's yeah. totally worth it. Enjoy!
love Sonic the Hedgehog? Of course you do! Who wouldn't? Gotta go fast! Am I right? Well, in 20XDX, we'll be releasing an all-new Sonic game with a brand new cast of lovable, huggable, edgy, adorable characters for you to know and love. Hey kids, Sonic the Hedgehog here. I'm out of sight, out of mind, and I've got the need for speed. Hey, that's great, Sonic, but wait, who's that behind you? It's Rouge the Bat! Hey there, Sonic. Why don't we go somewhere a bit more private so I can steal your Chaos Emeralds? I mean your heart, of course. Uh, Rouge the Bat? <laughs> okay, I guess. Who else is joining me on my next epic adventure? Well, how about the all-new, all-different Gary the Gator? Hi, I'm Gary. I like to finger paint. My favorite color is Aquamarine. Wait, who? I've never even heard of this guy. Next up, say hello to Gina the Gingerfish. Howdy, y'all. I'm a southern belle by the name of Gingerfish. I'll pack a wall up. Yeah, I'll pass. That'll never make it past beta development. It already did. Next up, Aaron the Aardvark. He's morally complex. Hello, I'm Aaron. Is life really all that matters right now? We've got a planet to save, but who's gonna save us from the planet? Oh, come on. That'll never... Tinky the Tadpole, come on out here! Roger that! What the? Sammy the Sandworm, there's plenty of room for you! No, there isn't. Listen, guys, can we just tone it down a bit? Dingos! Davy the Dingo, do your stuff! Davey's nine. Dangles the game. No, no. The game is called Sonic the Hedgehog. Not Sonic and Fred. Christopher the Kangaroo, show us how you do it down under. Right, mate. Cheers to you. Thanks for having me along. And finally, introducing Tommy the Tallarico. Glad you could join us all here at Video Games Live. Wait, who are you people? Oh, come on. That one's not even an animal! I quit! Sonic and Friends Adventure, coming to the Sega Dreamcast 2 in 20XDX. Man, that was some Sonic lovin'. That was... that was Sonic Springyard Zone. That's probably one of the most famous Sonic songs out one there, of, I yeah. think. Anything from Sonic 1 is kind of classic and iconic at this point. I don't know. I would say the... what's it called? Chemical Zone? Right? Sonic 2? Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, Sonic 2's that's a really soundtrack is excellent as well. Yeah. But yeah, so that was composed by... Well, we'll let Scott tell you. What? Who is that composed by? <laughs> I see. I can't pronounce it now. Mas- Masato Nakamura, yep. Masato Nakamura. Uh, and he actually has a holding on that soundtrack, right? As yeah. far as like, the rights to it. He composed and basically holds, like you said, he holds rights to that. So that's why, like, when Sonic 3 came along, they used an entirely different, you know, theme song and all that. They actually tried using the theme song for Sonic Spinball, but once they realized they didn't have the rights to that, they had to take that out and change it up. So it sounds similar to the theme, but not tramping on it. I guess that's kind of smart, though. I mean, you hold on to the rights for such an iconic song, you know? Well, it's not so much that he did that. He also translated them into actual songs. Okay. So, um, I'm trying to think. I think Green Hill, Starlight Zone became real music. The ending theme to Sonic the Hedgehog 2 became a re- one of his songs. The, the titles escape me for a uh, life of me, but you YouTube it, you'll find those versions out there. So. Yeah. Neat. Yeah, I'm not really the Sonic guy, so... 
you and our other buddy Eric, who will eventually be on the podcast, mm. are, yeah. Yeah, I'm a recovering Sonic alcoholic. So. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell, show me on the doll where Sonic touched you. <laughs> I can't stop going fast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah me and the series went our different ways. That's all right. I, I appreciate the music, though. That's one thing I will say. The music's always been pretty tight. Once yeah. Sonic Adventure and Friends for the Dreamcast 2 comes out, we'll be... <laughs> cannot wait for that game. Seriously, man. Seriously. Sandy the Sandworm. Oh, man, you know it. <sighs> She's so hot. Oh, yeah. That's my other thing with the Sonic series, man. The Sonic what? Friends, like... You can't safely yeah. Google their images. Mega Man X kind of did the same thing though, uh, a little bit. I mean, just you know what? Keep it simple. Keep like three, four, five characters max as main characters. Don't. Oh, I'm just talking characters. about like the oh, like the the adult content. Oh, the fan art. Yes, like we were trying to the find couplings. pictures of like Rouge the Bat before, and it was like, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of another reason why. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. But, uh, no, the, the games, you know, they, they were tight back in the day. You know, they were well-designed games. And, like I said, the music's always been good. So, yeah. that's Sonic for you. Yeah. yeah, and we actually got another Sonic song coming up for you as well. The next track is going to be the Sonic CD game. and Yes, but this, not the Spencer Nilsson tracks. Right, yeah, not the U.S. releases. It's going to be Stardust Speedway Pass. Yeah, so the way the Sonic CD game worked is that in Japan, the... So Sonic can go in the past, present, or future. And the future and present songs were... They call it Red Book Audio. It was actually on the CD. You could take the CD out of the Sega CD, put it in a normal CD player, and actually play that music. All the music from the past was actually chiptune that was composed using the Sega CD audio hardware. Mm-hmm. So when they released the game in the U.S. and decided to have Spencer Nilsson do the United States soundtrack, the past music stayed the same because they didn't want to recode the entire game and recode the music. So the music from the past that we're going to be playing is actually the the version that was heard in all three versions, the European, Japanese, and American release. Mm -hmm. So who are the composers on this? Masafumi Ogata and Naofumi Hataya. Hataya-san has done a lot for Sega. Uh, Golden Axe 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the Master System and Game Gear, Golden Axe 3, Sonic the Hedgehog CD, of course... Uh, Rise Star, which was really good. Nights mm-hmm. in the Dreams, Christmas Nights, Space Channel Five. I mean, every iconic Sonic song this guy has done, pretty much. Yeah. Plus, uh, Hybrid Front for the Genesis or the Mega Drive. Yeah. Fantastic album, which I'll definitely be playing uh, in the future. But very cool. That's got some excellent stuff in it. Yeah. And then he kind of switched over and did some Nintendo stuff with Mario, Mario and Sonic in the London 2012 Olympic Games. Mario and Sonic at the 2014 Olympic Games, and then of course the Rhythm Thief games, uh, which are you know really a lot of fun. So really good stuff there. I love the Space Channel Five soundtracks; mm, those yeah. are really fantastic. And then Ogata-san has also done tons of work with Sega as well. He did Hyper Marbles, which is the first music track that he was credited as back in 1991. And then, of course, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the Master System and Game Gear conversions. They kind of went back and forth. They both came back together and worked on Rystar. And uh, they did Death Crimson 2, Death Crimson OX uh, is uh, Ogata-san. So he's done a lot of really cool stuff for Sega. They both have, so awesome stuff there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sonic CD was, um, I think it's my favorite Sonic game ever. Ugh. I don't know, man. I'm going to just I really enjoyed it. 
I'm not a fan of Sonic CD. You know, growing up as a Nintendo dude, it it there's just too much to it. Mm. I love the first three Sonic games and Sonic and Knuckles. I, I played, like, I liked Adventure 2, I like Adventure, you know, those were okay, but honestly, like, the Sonic games are kind of a dime a dozen to me, I don't have any personal connection to yeah. them, and I think that's why, like I said in the last podcast episode uh, 12, where I was talking about the Sonic generation, or the Sonic, the Mega Collection, yeah. and that was my first true interaction, sitting down and being like, I'm gonna check out this Sonic dude and find out what he's all about. So, and what I found was amazing music, really fun, fast gameplay, and I, I mean, I like the Sonic games now. I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of yeah. of the older stuff. I didn't get a Genesis until the Model 2 was out, and it came with Sonic 2, and then I got a Sega CD very shortly afterwards with Sonic CD. So those are really, I think, only the only two games I had for a while, so I ended up spending a lot of time with Sonic CD. And I, I think I just like the extra level of depth that going through time added to it, because you had you had, basically had a mission to accomplish. You know, you had to go into the past first, and then destroy the the hologram of of Mecha Sonic, and then go into the present, and then shoot to the past from there. And there's two different versions of the future depending on whether you went into the past and succeeded in your mission there. So I think that extra level of complexity just kind of helped me play a little bit more and try to get through all that stuff. So, I don't know. Plus, there were lots of CD extras, like the animations. Oh, yeah. And, like, yeah. there were sound tests. really cool. And then there was that bonus level that was kind of like F-Zero. It almost used, like, a, a Mode 7 rotation yeah. effect. So, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff there that kept me coming back to it. But for me, you? Sonic yeah. basically converted me over from... I used to be a Nintendo fanboy back in the day. <laughs> I, 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 ask Mike. And you to the dark side. Yes, my all the stuff I have, like those old Nintendo stuff. Hey, look at this! It's like, it's like, how do you have this? Because you're yeah. like a big Sega family. <laughs> well, that's how I've always known you yeah. ever since high school. I mean, Scott and I would get in these heated arguments about, you know, whether the Dreamcast yeah. or the N64 was going to survive. Mm-hmm. So, but it was one of those games between playing over the Genesis or my cousin's house and Sonic One. I, I kind of did it, but yeah. first time we played Sonic Three, my cousin just picked up the uh, Sega CD. And that, that was pretty good for the time, you know, as much as, you know, Mike doesn't really care for it, but what I thought was really different about it is it was more of a platform-centric game than this running fast, like everybody seems to think Yeah, about, exactly. You know? And like you said, there's mission-based. You can beat this game two different ways. If you're a completionist, you can go back and get all the UFOs, you can get all the Metal Sonic holograms, and get all the emeralds, so you know, you can make it a game, you know? A game of a game. You can play, yeah, you can play your own way, which is kind of a unique... Yeah way to do a Sonic pre-Sonic Adventure game. And that's basically why I really love the uh, old Genesis games, because you can play any way you want. You know, it wasn't a thought at the time. It was just something that came afterwards. Everybody seemed to come up with so, you know, come up with their own way to play. So. Yeah. I think that's why I didn't like Sonic as much. Like, I like Sonic, but... Was it was it too, too cerebral for you, Mike? too much. <laughs> There's too much going on. Keep it simple. You know? Run from left to right. Stop Occasionally some Google. secrets... You know, the thing about Mario, though, is, to me, the secrets were secrets. In in Sonic, it was more, oh, that's just there. You know, there were, like, some things that were hidden. Yeah, like, hidden rooms. Right, right, right. And that was cool, but for the most part, everything was right in front of you. So you could just be like, oh, I'm just going to go on the top layer. I'm going to run through the game on the top layer. It's just, there wasn't it's, any, like, ducking on a white block for five seconds to get behind the scenery. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like tricks and tips and weird stuff like that. That's yeah. the stuff that kind of drives me. Well, technically, Sonic had that. It was all in the, its own placement too. That was the weird part. Like you've seen speed runs where people could just 
soar through the air and not really touch the ground because there's an enemy. There's an enemy. True. And you're just nailing these things without really doing anything. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh well. You know, they all have little nooks and crannies there. But that's pretty much it for Sonic. So this is uh, going to conclude our Sonic block. So again, this song is Sonic CD, Stardust Speedway Past. Have fun going fast.
back to Pixel Tunes Radio. That was Dynasty Warriors Gundam. All for one. One for all. <laughs> all for none. It's just called all for one. Oh, fine. Oh. And it's not just trying to give things. <laughs> just trying to give things a subtitle. You silly guy. So we don't have too much information on the composers behind this track. We know in the game that Masa, Ipo Igarashi, Haruki Yamada, Shinichiro Nakamura, Kensuke Inage, and Masako Atsuka were all credited for sound design. Okay. And I know at least Shinichiro Nakamura composed music for Dynasty Warriors Gundam 3. And, well, two, but two had a lot of the music that one had in it. I'm assuming he at least did some of the composition, so we didn't want to let the track go by without at least crediting somebody for the music. Yeah, it's not specified who did what, so... Yeah, so, I mean, I'm a huge Dynasty Warriors fan. Not so much a Dynasty Warriors Gundam fan, but, Scott, you've played the game? Yeah, I'm a Closet G Gundam fan, I know. (laughs) (laughs) All the Gundam fans are collective grown right there, because it's not really the the most liked of the series, because it was so over the top. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was basically Dragon Ball Z, but it got to the point of, unlike... DBZ. Yeah, it was pretty campy. I enjoyed it for a while. I'm not a big hack and slasher, but at least 3D one, but for that one it was pretty good. And this track was perfect for just going through a whole battlefield, destroying mechs left and right in front of you, laying waste and everything. Yeah, this music is similar to the entire Dynasty Warriors series. You're just going to hear a lot of balls to the wall, outright rock, a few cinematic flares here and there, but really it's just total action music. Mindless destruction. Yeah. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors, I never played it, but I can tell you I played Samurai Warriors, and I I don't know. It, it was cool for like five minutes, yeah. and then I was like, wow, this is not fun. Samurai Warriors is not my favorite of the series no. either. You started off on the wrong track, I think. Uh, yeah, you think so? Dynasty Warriors 6 is where I started, and a buddy of mine played it. He introduced me to the series... So we played through the entire game in multiplayer co-op mode, which it's probably the way to start playing those kind of games because it's really fun to team up with somebody and each take separate portions of the map and, and like just kind of communicate with each other as you go. And then I've played the subsequent games single player and while it's not as fun, it's still fun enough to continue all the way through it. So you're telling me that when I get Hyrule Warriors when it comes out... Dude, we are multiplaying that okay. until it's beaten like three times over. Okay, yeah. No, I'm super psyched <laughs> we'll have for that game. That Is that also supposed to be strategy-based too? Or? Well, the way Dynasty Warriors works is you get a huge map, and there's enemy bases all over the map, and you go into an enemy base, and like the doors close around you, so you're kind of trapped in, and then you either have to defeat one super strong enemy in there, or you have to defeat enough normal enemies to kind of own that base. Yeah. And then you move on. The Gundam's basically kind of... The same yeah, way. exactly. So it's the whole Dynasty Warriors setup. Take down your, setup. your general manager... General manager. Your <laughs> take manager. down your general manager. <laughs> take down your Take his boss. Take your name tag off and throw it on the ground. <laughs> take that district yeah, manager. Yeah, <laughs> just take the field manager down and basically open the field and you move on to the next. Before, you know, then you lose it. You gotta get it back. So. Yeah, with Gundam it's a little more artificial that they have like these like artificial walls that come up like with Dynasty Warriors itself you have yeah. free reign to pretty much go anywhere you want on the map but it's figuring out what order to take these bases out in strategically to kind of help yourself along the way because then other bases when you like defeat two bases that are next to each other they, you kind of get a stronger bond between those bases and then your forces because you have a lot of your own guys in the field fighting they get stronger and their morale increases so yeah. there's a good sense of strategy behind the whole hack and slash once you get into that aspect of it yeah 
And it's a good, you know, it's a good game. But you know, if you're looking for something to start off, maybe something like that. We can we can try. school Mike on Hyrule Warriors because he'll be just wandering around doing yeah. nothing. We'll, we'll show him how the hey, I, I we'll show I, him the ropes. I am excited about Hyrule Warriors. I think it's going to be really fun. Good, glad because I really want somebody to play that with. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that looks like a good spin though for Zelda. This song, yeah, you know. agreed. You don't have a Wii U, so you don't count. <laughs> <laughs> you go buy a Wii U. <laughs> Shut up. So the next track we're going to get into is from Jet Set Radio Future. I know you're a huge fan of this mm-hmm. series. Yeah, all two of them, right? Two, three. Well, three if three. you count Ollie King, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, that's, that's right. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that one. This track is called Sneak Man Toronto Mix. What is Toronto about this song? It's mixed in Toronto. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> they I actually no shipped, they shipped the master file to Toronto to have the mix of things. No, they so brought the composer, Hideki <laughs> Naganuma. They yeah. brought that composer to Toronto and they were like what does Toronto feel like Toronto feel like don't get all racist man (laughs) hungry badger drink some more drink some more but no it's basically just a remix track from the the first Jet Set Radio or Jet Grind Radio whatever you want to call it so depends on you know they still say Jet Set Radio in the first game so (laughs) yeah I really like Naganuma's work it's got a very hip hop funk feel, you know, it can feel almost like Chemical Brothers one minute, but then get really like jazzy and bluesy the next minute, and there's hip-hop elements. I, I, I don't think I've heard a song that he's produced that I've disliked. Yeah, it's like techno. <laughs> yeah. Techno-funk? Techno techno yeah, techno-funk. Yeah, funk. urban techno Parliament. I mean, his... I don't know. I'll, I'll definitely play some, some Ollie King stuff later on. Scott, you actually gave me that soundtrack, which yeah. I was eternally grateful for. And ironically, fantastic. also has two tracks from Jet Set Radio that are remixed. Yes. And so, yeah, that's that's my favorite soundtrack that he did. But Jet Set Radio Future also has some amazing stuff on mm-hmm. it, too. And he also has a sidetrack there. He did Sonic Rush, which mm-hmm. was a complete, you know, which was a complete spinoff for the whole Sonic series musically. I just bought that game, actually. Did you? Yeah, I got it for like five bucks at too many games. Yeah, he it's was. not a bad game. Yeah. Yeah. That was nominated soundtrack of the year in 05. Was Sonic it really? Soundtrack. Yeah. Wow. I did import that soundtrack. I'm actually excited to play this now. No, no, Ooh. it's a pretty good soundtrack. I think maybe bar one or two songs, it's great soundtrack altogether. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Want to play some of that, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is Jet Set Radio Future. Sneak Man. I feel like that could be like a Mega Man boss name. Sneak Man. That would be like the Mega Man Metal Gear Solid crossover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cardboard Box Man. <laughs> Here's Toronto Mix. <laughs> I'll see it again. 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 I'
This is Pac-Man. Hi, I'm Pac-Man. You remember him, right? Seriously? Not cool, guys. I was super big in the 80s. He sure was. And now that lovable ghost muncher is back with three new games for the 21st century. This is Pac-Man like you've never seen him before. Introducing... Pac-Man Arkham Asylum. <laughs> I love watching Apple City burn. The joke is wild tonight! Hmm, pasty white skin, googly eyes, crazy colors. You must be a ghost. Get ready to get chomped. You're not Batman. Who are you? I'm the terror that bites in the night. I am the Pac-Man. No, no, you little freak. Get away from me. Next up, Metal Gear Solid Ghost Eater. Colonel, I'm entering a strange compound. The walls are blue, and there's weird pellets all over the ground. Excuse me, coming through. Colonel, I don't know what this is, but it's definitely not outer heaven. Sorry, Snake. What did you say? I was eating this delicious hamburger. And last but not least, Pac-Man Guy Den. Help, I can't get these ghosts away from me. Hello there. Pac-Man, what are you doing here? Looks like you can use some help. You need Ghost Be Gone. Those just look like power pellets. They sure are. Yum, 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 yum. Come here, ghosties. I'm hungry. That was great. Thanks, Ghosts Be Gone. No problem. And coming next year, Pack Assassin's Creed, Pack Fighter 4, and Call of Duty Ghosts. Uh, Dad? Yes? That one's been done already. Oh, <laughs> my bad. The Pac-Man series. Available wherever cheap knockoff games are sold. Waka 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 waka. <laughs> <laughs> that was Pac-Man Championship Edition Deluxe. Pac-Rainbow was the name of the song. Is it Deluxe or DX? Well, it's, it's DX, DX, but really? it stands for Deluxe. Yeah. Does it really? What do you think DX means? Dr. Xavier? I don't know. That's it, you're off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> name of the song was Pack Rainbow, uh, and it was composed by Akitaka Toyama. And Toshio Kai was credited for the song, but it's because he wrote the original Pac-Man melody, which comes in at the end of the song, and he also did all the little Pac-Man waka waka sound effects. Waka 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 waka. Mm-hmm. Love me some Pac-Man CE Dicks. Yeah, man, that's a good game. Mm-hmm. Really, really fun game. Was, yeah. That was a wasn't that a free giveaway? Or no, something? no, no. The second one was okay. That's my... But you had to be like a gold member online to get yep. that. So. Okay. That was a really... It, the game itself is great. I mean, there's different modes that you can go through, like Time Attack and Ghost Trials, and it's really fun. Um, yeah, for a short period of time, I was really obsessed with that game, and now I go back to it really rusty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I just checked my rankings a couple, couple days ago to see where I left off, and out of like 30, or 300,000 people, I still 
rank around 840 something. So well, that's not pretty bad. good though. Yeah. That's really that's, that's how <laughs> I was that on it. Now yeah. I can't do it anymore. Yeah. It's always nice when you're playing one of those games and like you have those national boards and you see yourself like within the top ten percent of the players in the world. You do what that in a lot of mobile games. Yeah, I tend to the top uh, ten in like mobile games. It's my it's my ADHD. I think mm-hmm. I, I start playing a freaking game and I can't stop playing and I just play every day. And it's like two hours on the toilet. <laughs> playing and yeah, yeah, pretty soon I'm like, wow, all right, I'm. You're making that noise. This the... way too much because you're making that noise in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Like ready to crack my iPad in half. No, but yeah, I end up I end up actually ranking really high in a lot of those. Everything about it, the soundtrack, the game itself, is really fun. It's different than the original Pac-Man, but it still kind of pays homage to it, kind of yeah. like the way the Space Space Invaders Extreme games did. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So, um, Akitaka Toyama is pretty big with Namco. He's done yeah. some of the Ridge Racer stuff. He's done Tekken stuff, and then he's composed a lot of the Katamari songs. One of which includes. Uh, Everlasting Love, the song that we played on the Beyond Chip Tune. Right, oh, yes. Which I will actually post a little, um, or say a little retraction here, because I originally credited that song to Yu Miyaki when we did that podcast, and that was because he was the sound director on the game, and I didn't realize that Toyama actually composed that song. Now if only you can go back in time and fix your error. That's the glory of the internet, man. Now that I've said it... It's like going back in time. Just wash your hands clean. Exactly, man. I know all that guilt. No longer hold any responsibility. All these months. It's kind of like every time we. I've been waiting for Scott to pick this song just so (laughs) I retract my statement. Basically, it's like the paper where you have like this big story, and then a week later to retract it, it's like this little block. Like, by the way. So next track we're gonna move on to is Mega Man. Mega Man Three, the best Mega Man of all time. Wrong. I'm gonna have to agree. Yeah. Oh no, I'm outnumbered. You are outnumbered. This is the first time I think I've been outnumbered. Two Mega Man. Two was my first, but three. You guys are communists. You are just wrong and face facts. Listen, it's Fazanadu and Mega Man Two is the best. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not doubting the greatness of Mega Man Two, but this three for me was like it just went up and beyond. Oh, I agree. Two is good. Don't get me wrong. It's it's really, really, yeah, really good. It sets the blueprint for even more so than the first game did. Sets the blueprint for Mega Man. Mega Man Three blows it out of the water. I mean, you get everything that Mega Man Two gave you except better items. You get the Rush Jet, you get the Rush Marine. You yeah, that stuff in Mega Man Rush too. Coil. Yeah, but yeah. it's not attached to Rush, though. Rush the dog. Rush is awesome. Or the pan. <laughs> yeah. And the pan's pretty good, too. But, I mean, come on. Rush the dog. You got Neil Pertbuster. <laughs> Getting the attack. <laughs> it's item one, two, and three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like Tom Sawyer. <laughs> oh boy. Capcom, make it happen. <laughs> so, this track is Wily Castle 2's. This is the second song that you hear as you're plowing through Wily's Castle. And we're not talking about the Doc Robot levels, we're talking about Wily's actual castle. Yes. Yeah. This game is long, too. This is the longest Mega Man game on the 8 bit series. I'm not talking about the. 9 and 10. I don't believe those are going to be included with this because they have stories and they have... It's because they kept adding on to it because they felt it was not as good as Mega Man 2. <laughs> well then, why do you, Why is it that you have to play the Mega Man 2 bosses all over again? It's like they pretty much were like, hey, we know we stuck these really cool bosses in this really not as good game. Let's just reiterate that. It's because they know they were so bomb. awesome people want to play them again before they finish the game. <laughs> oh, the bosses were cool. <laughs> but they got to put them in better levels. You, know? <laughs> you just put you your know. mom in a better level. <laughs> put your mom's face in a better 
better level. Nice. So this track... (laughs) This track is composed by... Yasuaki Fujita, better known as Bun Bun. Bun Bun, our boy Bun Bun. Who doesn't love Bun Bun? Mega Man 2 fans. It's. <laughs> no, but I, I just can't find a bad track in this game, you know? Oh, it's like a weak point. It's... Gemini Man. Eh. Well, it's a, yeah, it's a little salsa. It's a yeah. little. Eh. It's one of those tracks I zone out for. I'm like, I just want to get to Snake Man's level. <laughs> or, actually, not a Snake Man's level. It'd be Needle Man's level. I don't know. It's all phallic. Yeah. Needle. Needle. Snake snorty. You love it so much. Hard man. He's so hard. Hard. And he's phallic. So, snake. So snowman. Needle. <laughs> Magnet. No. If anybody was attracted to you, that would make sense. Yeah. God. But I'm killing him tonight. Yeah, man. So he also did Who Framed Roger Rabbit on the Game Boy, The Little Mermaid on the NES. Final Fight, but only the industrial area level, which was cut from. The Super NES version, actually. So he did the arcade version, which was the original, but not... But the track itself was in the Super Nintendo version. No. I'm going to call your... You're going to call my bluff on call you on that one, yeah. All right. Well, let's leave it up to our audience, then. Industrial Area, BGM. Was that song in Super Nintendo? I'm pretty sure it was a song that played after the Toilet Gang. Leave it in the comments. No, I don't think so. Okay. I'm willing to bet you... Nothing. Because I don't want to give you anything. <laughs> Find out. It's right. your privilege. So yeah, people, tell us that. Save my neck here. <laughs> he also did a track for Metal Slug, first mission, and Metal Slug's second mission. Uh, Puzzle Bobble, uh, did Final Fight 2 and Breath of Fire, but he just did certain tracks on Final Fight 2. Uh, Sleep Junk Down, and Fret Street Beat Beat. Beat Beat. Beat Beat. He also did track for Mega Man 10, Solar Inferno, a.k.a. Solar Man Stage. I just wish this dude did all of the Mega Mans afterwards, because he killed it with three. Is he going to be working on um, Mighty Number no. 9? I don't think so, no. Lame. Yeah. He was also one of the... The poster key- for Mega Man 2 is... Whatever. Yeah, yeah, and 1, Tatashi Tatashi is going to be back. Yeah. That's cool. Alright. Whatevs. Maybe he'll come back. Score 1 for Ed. I don't really know if Bun Bun's doing stuff. Hey, listen. He came back to the real series. I got this whole thing with Mighty Number no. Nine. I got this little competition thing in my head. I don't know. I'm less like whatever. Mega Man's better. Yeah. I don't know. Well, he was the first. He's spiritual cooler. Mega Man. I mean, I don't know. It's just too much stuff all over him. I don't know. He's too complicated. Like I'm a simple guy. Well, regardless of you how know? he looks, I mean, you got to go for the gameplay. So oh yeah, the gameplay is gonna be classic Mega Man. Oh, don't get me wrong. The game's gonna be freaking phenomenal. Um, music's I'm sure gonna be great. I'm skeptical just because I'm a Mega Man diehard, so I'm gonna support Mega Man until Capcom sells him to Nintendo. Please, please, Capcom, sell Mega Man to Nintendo. <laughs> Nintendo's done more than with Mega Man in the past year than Capcom has done in the, in the past, past three yeah, or four years. Exactly. I mean, come on. Well, at least got the comic book, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. Doesn't count. <laughs> it's a good book, though. It is. It's a pretty good book. So, uh, Fujita-san, a.k.a. Bun Bun, was also in Alf Lila, which is kind of the Konami Kukeha Club, I guess you could say, Yeah, of Capcom. Yeah. And he was a keyboardist, so there you have it. There's your useless bit of Bun Bun trivia for the day. Ta-da! Yay! Yay! So yeah, check out this track. Good stuff. Love it. Mega Man 3, better than Mega Man 2. Wrong. Don't care what Ed says. Care what I say. Again, the song is called Wily Castle 2. 
Let's hit it. Boom, boom.
Welcome back to Pixel Tunes Radio. That was Astro Man, who is not a Mega Man boss, by the way, for the record. <laughs> yeah, true. After coming from a Mega Man song, this game is actually more of a Metroid sort of style game. In a sense, kind of like a little bit like Air Fortress for the NES as yeah. well. It's got some like spaceship shooter elements, and then you got a little guy with a jetpack, little dude jumping from platform to platform. Yeah, it's not really too involved. There's really no boss fights or anything. There's like really maybe one. Yeah, you're just basically going around looking for parts for your ship. So it's kind of like a little platforming uh, toe jammer, I guess. Sort of, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, or like Solar Jetman without yeah. the emphasis on the jetpack. <laughs> Lake of Fire is the name of that track that we just listened to, and that will finally close out our podcast episode for the week. And that was composed by Jeff Ball. Tell me about Jeff Ball, one of you. Uh, Scott, go! <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I don't know too much of his work there, because um, I found I mainly found the game through the uh, Deviant Artist I was watching on DeviantArt. But uh, it goes by the name of G Silverfish. He just mentioned he was doing, uh, throwing together a little game there, doing the artwork for it, and that's how I stumbled across it. Hmm. And I guess he also did the uh, artwork for Tiny Barbarian as well. And something I still have to go check out myself. I haven't gotten around to that one yet. But. Yeah, so yeah, Tiny Barbarian is also an indie game. Jeff Ball did the music for that one too. Yeah. Jeff is mainly a violinist, and he actually did the violin work for Mass Effect Three on a lot of the tracks in there. So, so if you go to his Bandcamp, JeffBall.Bandcamp.com, this little blurb on the side of the page says, "Jeff Ball is a composer and violinist for video games. You may have heard his violin playing while having sex in Mass Mass Effect Three. Nice. So, there you go. Sexy violin playing. I bet you were having a ball listening to his music." So this is the last episode of Pixel Tunes Radio. (laughs) You say that every episode. I do, because I just don't want to continue with this anymore. Table thing. (laughs) Because one day it will be true. I'm going to get an email from Ed. I am severing our partnership. (laughs) That is all. You are just too silly for me. I'm taking the pixels. You can have the tunes. (laughs) Wait, that'd be good, though. Then you're just Tunes Radio. I'm just Tunes Radio. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Tunes Radio. Um, my name's Mike. My last podcast. Uh, we're going to play Mega Man 3 400 million times. Followed by Mega Man 3. Followed by Mega Man 3. Coming Mega Man 3. <laughs> no Daytona. Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't care. You wouldn't be here. Uh, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, but it's a pretty good soundtrack. It's very laid back and chill for a little indie title. But... Chill dude for chilled man. Scott, thanks for coming back and putting... Putting us through hell. <laughs> or, or us putting you through hell, rather. You just don't like my tongue-tied dyslexia. Is oh, that it? Oh, boy. <laughs> you got me. Yes. You just like watching to make a fool of yourself in front of the microphone. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, I do it any other time of the day, so what the hell. <laughs> Scott's just always sitting in front of a microphone like, I'm ready. I'm waiting. Are they going to call? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> darn, darn. Story of my life. So I figured we'd take a quick moment to, before we shut things down here... Talk a little bit about uh, Shovel Knight. The game just came out. If you haven't played Shovel Knight, do it because it is a really awesome game. Great throwback to the NES era. The soundtrack was composed by the always amazing Jake Kaufman, aka Vert, who we subjected uh, very terrible, hilarious jokings 
in, in, in good spirit, of course, he is fantastic, amazing composer. And so really check out his soundtrack. He has posted it for free on his, uh, I guess, Bandcamp or sort of site, Bandcamp? Yeah, I think it was a Bandcamp yeah, site. I think so. It's like Bandcamp themed, at least. Yeah, head over to vert, V-I-R-T, dot bandcamp, dot com. That's where you can find all the stuff. The cool thing about Shovel Knight was that he composed all of the music via a program called Famitracker, which we've talked about before when we were talking about Mega Man yep. 9 and 10. So you could actually convert the music to all play on a regular NES if you wanted to as well. And I think what they're planning on doing is actually doing that. They're, they're going to release his soundtrack as recorded off of a real... NES oh, in the future. That would be awesome. Yeah. So, and then what I'm going to do, I think, down the line is I'm going to make a stereo version since I do that with most of my favorite NES games, and then I'll put that on my on my phone. But that's going to take a little while to get through. So, yeah, coming in the future, stereo, stereo Shovel Knight soundtrack. Yes, the Ruiner Nine version. I will <laughs> download that. <laughs> and what else? I guess I apologize to Gianna Michaels, the porn star. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't even know. I'm sorry I affiliated you with the Gianna sisters. Filated? No, affiliated. Sounded like you said filated. Yeah? Maybe that's where my brain's that's going. Just, you're talking that's about. just gross, man. They're like little girls. <laughs> that's that's no good, man. Gonna get your head out of the gutter. God. I was talking about Gianna, not the First you're talking girls. about porn stars, now you're talking about girls. Oh, God. goodness gracious. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's it. I quit. <laughs> Well, we all quit, so thank you again for listening to the podcast. <laughs> In two weeks, we'll have an hour and a half of dead air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just set up the microphone and nobody will yeah, take you know, part. Maybe a cat will walk by a dog. <laughs> you know. Name's wrong. Here down in the Pixel Tunes basement castle. Good time. Just slowly becoming a menagerie. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. There you go, menagerie. Yeah, man, you got a cat named Zelda. Yeah. So you should need another cat named Link. Oh. And then you can get a pig named Ganon. No. Oh, and then they'll have their own adventures down here, and you'll never even know about I'll it. I'll never know about it. Nope. No. Basically. Come down here, the cat will be wearing a little green hat. Can you imagine that? You walk in, you walk into your basement, and you see three cats. One of them's dressed up as a pig, the other one's dressed up as a princess, the other one's dressed up as Link. They're crawling on the dungeon here? No. That sounds like a Nickelodeon cartoon. And they all just stop, and they're just staring <laughs> at you, they're just like silent cats. And you're just like... We'll continue. Come on, let's see how it played out. Well, let me get my camera phone. Yeah, you know, you've seen too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now they got to kill you. That's what cats do in the middle of the night while you're sleeping. It's really all cats are doing. It's just plotting to kill you. Yeah, revengeance. All right. Well, guys, thanks for listening (laughs) to us and putting up with our shenanigans this week. As usual, you can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com/slash pixeltunesradio. You can tweet us at. Pixel Tunes, Tunes Radio. Radio. You got it. On Twitter.com. And then Mike will hopefully have a streaming version of this. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. I'm hoping. <laughs> now yeah. that your basement's done. Yeah. You know? Yeah, the, the game room's done. So we're, 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 we're cool. We're good. So regular episodes of Dude You Haven't Played This Game will hopefully pick back up. But in the meantime, you'll be getting Pixel Tunes Radio episodes via video a lot sooner. Right. So. You can find those on youtube.com slash dongled. Yeah. And again, thank you very much, Scott, for coming down and putting up with us. Yeah, hey, no, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, had fun today. Good times. Good Excellent. Alright, guys. Peace out. Have good funs. Catch Once. you in two weeks, mofos. Peace out. Peace. See you later.